0: this week on ultra 64 we finally get to the choppers (laughs) because we're playing chopper attack knife edge nose gunner and nuclear strike Welcome everyone to Ultra 64, we are the internet's comprehensive Nintendo 64 podcast. Each and every week we are playing a different randomly selected game from the Nintendo 64 catalog, and we are hovering slightly above a shit-colored terrain. My name is Steve Guntlayer.
1: Hello, I am Dizzy from Rotation, Woody Siskowski.
0: Uh, So right off the top, I need to apologize because uh, I kind of lumped all three of these games together with the assumption that they're all (laughs) helicopter games.
1: This may be your (sighs) greatest sin.
0: My biggest Uh, blunder yet. One of these has nothing to do with helicopters, but okay, if you... No, uh, no one would have known this, not, except for you putting this disclaimer at the beginning. That's the thing. I am not too terribly mad about it, because even looking at the box art to this game again, it looks like a fucking Apache well, helicopter. Well, also, you
1: could play the game and think it still had to do with helicopters.
0: Yeah, there's really no reason not to know that you're not a, a space helicopter. But, you know, I am a journalist. I have <laughs> integrity. Also, I'm a little drunk, uh, which I don't usually do on podcasts. But, you know, today there maybe, was a happy hour. Maybe you hour. needed
1: that extra spite. Better. I think Spice. I think I'm, so. i a and I'm mostly asleep. I have, I have, some, extra, asleep, so. I have <laughs> some
0: extra spite for these games, yeah. I'll tell you that. But today we are playing three helicopter-based, eh, whatever, we'll just call it that. They
1: were hella based on flying things.
0: They were hella basic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we're playing three games. One is called Chopper Attack. One is called Knife Edge Nose Gunner, which, come on, how is that not a helicopter <laughs> game? Every word of that title screams helicopter to me and the last one is nuclear strike yes there are multiple games f- centered solely on helicopters on the nintendo 64 well, and,
1: yeah and we played one before even so for That's the true. Man franchise
0: yeah 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 so there are still technically three helicopter <laughs> games on the system even if i fucked up the uh the pairing on this one no, I, guess. I mean
1: we could be really thankful because i'm you know i want to set the bar here realistically mm-hmm this may not be our best episode of Ultra 64. I don't know. I'm going to set the
0: bar unrealistically, and it is going to be our very best okay. one ever. And uh, we're going to make a million dollars off of
1: this. <laughs> so this is the one that News Corp buys.
0: We're breaking through the mainstream yeah, on this exactly, one. Because yeah. we are talking it's about America's three games. America's greatest
1: copters. But I'm saying I'm grateful... That you did mess up, and so we don't have to do a solo episode on Knife Edge Nose
0: Cutter. God, can you imagine how that would even work?
1: Well, we we <sighs> there goes our first ten minutes of Ultra 64. Yeah, we need to like go back and redo our Extreme G episode. With I think me
0: so. <laughs> at some point now that we know like how to yammer on a little bit longer, we've that's our 20 minute episode. But like, which
1: and it, which is surprising because we played two games and they're both very good.
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> it, you know, I, I assume every page of my notes takes an hour to read. Yeah. you know, so apparently not. In that case but uh anyway uh i i threatened folks on twitter with uh, some helicopter fun facts and guess what i have delivered some helicopter it's, fun facts are you ready to learn about a, helicopters
1: one of the great oxymorons is oh. helicopter fun
0: facts oh you are gonna have a blast with these <laughs> sons of bitches well firstly uh the idea of a helicopter precedes the advent of the airplane did oh, you know sorry. that tommy helly Histo- historians have found examples of Chinese flying toys from 400 BC that used the rotor kind of design nice. and actually achieved flight. And then famously, Leonardo da Vinci developed a prototype for a flying machine in the 15, uh, 1480s that was called an aerial screw, which uh, <laughs> is a sh- uh, short term for the mile high club. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, no, but it's so like a famous a,
1: sex position.
0: It is, <laughs> it's a goofy looking like one seater helicopter with kind of like a screw shaped rotor on the top that was supposed to be able to take off. Uh, I don't think he ever even built a prototype of it.
1: Did you ever see that episode of the sketch show, The Birthday Boys, where they're going through the history of aviation and flight?
0: <gasps> my and, shoe!
1: <laughs> yeah, and there's one where the, they don't acknowledge the early aviation because they put a bunch of funny boing sounds yeah. over the early footage, <laughs> and then they see like a guy actually flying, Oh but my nobody God. will acknowledge it because of the funny boing sounds. All right,
0: you're the only other person I know that's watched The Birthday it's Boys. So that, shows, that show's amazing. Yeah. I actually saw... Uh, Several of those guys doing improv. The last time oh, I went to LA, uh, nice. Mike Hanford and Mike Mitchell and a bunch of other guys. They were really funny. Yeah, funny boys. They are, um, and they're birthday boys as well. Yeah. But anyway, so Da Vinci kind of laid the groundwork for that idea of vertical flight. The earliest known example of successful <laughs> the, manned the, helicopter flight. The
1: idea of vertical flight is like ahead of the way that the, these games hadn't figured it out. No, yet. no, the, not quite. We're playing three aerial combat games where you cannot control the height of your
0: of the fuck the one thing a helicopter does really well fly, fly up and down no none of those none you of don't those. get any of that but anyway the first manned helicopter flight was in 1907 french brothers jacques and louis bregu and they flew their device which was called gyroplane number one for two whole minutes nice uh, helicopters are much, much slower than airplanes, and they can't fly at the same height. The highest recorded altitude for a helicopter is about 40,000 feet, so still not nothing. Uh, the word helicopter is not, and this, this is where my word nerds are going to be all excited, this is not a portmanteau of heli and copter, which I always thought, because that's what, what you showed me to. Uh, well... I just always assumed it was like uh, uh, I don't know. I just it, it felt it felt hovery to me,
1: but <laughs> heli like heli uh, meaning one. I think, and copter meaning copter.
0: Well, it just splits so evenly, right? And like the, yeah, two, yeah. the two nicknames for a helicopter are a heli or a copter, sure. right? You know. So, but no, that's not actually the way it's broken down. The root words are actually helico, which means spiral, and ter like p t e r like pterodactyl, which is the oh, okay. Latin word for uh, one with wings which okay. is ironic because a helicopter does not have wings, yeah. famously so. <laughs> it's a
1: spiral wing.
0: Uh, so in addition to transport and combat, helicopters are also crucial for cherry farming. Did you know about this? I didn't know about Uh that. So pilots are hired to hover low over cherry orchards, and they use the blades to dry off the condensation on cherries during the wet season oh. so that they don't like absorb all the moisture and split. Okay. So yeah. So, if you ever see a helicopter Boy, hovering low over a cherry field, that's it's why. It's
1: hard to believe that that is the most efficient way to do that. Right, you'd think that they would have like a giant like sun umbrella that they would just like bring through and ra- or like or giant sun? heat lamps or or
0: something. like you could probably set up a couple of big ass fans like facing yeah. downward, you know. But then I guess there's the concern that you would throw the uh, Earth's rotation off oh, yeah. because it would be hovering off into space. Sure. So it's a concern. Have I mentioned I've had some beers? Um, uh, there is a uh, another helicopter fun fact. There's a defunct diamond mine in Siberia called the Merni Mine, which is the deepest man-made hole in the world.
1: That is a fun helicopter fun that
0: fact. Is a, but the, the helicopter fact is that helicopters are forbidden to fly over it because scientists theorize that the downdraft going into that hole is enough to suck a helicopter into it. Ooh. Like it's too strong, so you can't fly Boy, over that, it.
1: Boy, you talk about a hellish experience. Yes. Damn. Uh, that's like suck down a giant deep hole in your
0: copter. And then you get out of it and you're in Siberia. Like there's no <laughs> good way there's no good way that situation pays out. And finally, uh, the only confirmed air-to-air helicopter combat sessions, which these games are very heavily emphasizing, mm. uh, took place in the 80s during the Iran-Iraq War. That's the only time it's ever happened. It hasn't happened before huh. or since. So so
1: helicopters really don't seem like they have a tremendous role in military fight. Not
0: terribly. Much- More for transport. Yeah. For transport well, stuff. Sense. And the I guess, easy- you know.
1: I mean, I guess the advantage of a helicopter over a plane is it's very easy to take off and exit. You don't have to have a big, long landing strip every
0: time. Very maneuverable. There were some more, like, facts about helicopter-related deaths, but I don't think they were very fun. You know, like I was looking at it, I'm like, yeah, I could talk about the Twilight well, Zone movie, but this is a related fun. death in uh,
1: Indiana Jones.
0: There is, Where yeah, yeah.
1: That dude in the bla- isn't there one in uh, Die Hard 2? Or is that no, he that's like, a, she,
0: that's an airplane, okay. that's a Boeing. He gets like sucked into the jet engine, which is just uh, kind of like very a mini fun. helicopter. In there. I mean, since we're talking about it, we might as well. Like, so on Twilight Zone, the movie okay. oh, from wait. 1984, okay. <laughs> there was an accident with a helicopter where actor vic morrow and two child actors were killed and john landis was actually charged for manslaughter and somehow got off but it looks like it was kind of like negligence on his sure. part the kids shouldn't have been shooting at night it was a whole thing and uh yeah yeah so that 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 kind of casts a pall on that movie in, in case you ever feel like watching it
1: even though i i'm not sure that that movie i mean is that movie good
0: the george miller segment is yeah there's a he does the uh terror Twenty Thousand feet with john oh. lithgow that's that's a good segment um, but yeah, otherwise probably not anyway, uh, helicopter games. So there aren't too many that like focus solely on helicopters. There are a lot of like flight sim kind of stuff, you know, okay. like, yeah. which, which if that's your thing, go for it. Um, the earliest notable example is probably Choplifter. Yeah, That's, that's from what I remember. 1982 for the Atari 2600. That one's okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was cool. I guess with the sort of standout aspect of Helicopter games is usually that they are more maneuverable. It would feel really Momentum is not as much of a factor. Yeah, you can kind of turn around easier um, And they would use like choplifter part of the gameplay was actually rescuing people So you would hover over them and release this rope and the guys would climb up into your choplifter.
0: Which we we get a bit of in Mm -hmm. one of the games we're talking about today. I think some of the other like non straight-up like flight sim games that are worth mentioning are uh, do you remember Airwolf for no. the NES? Okay, there was an NES game based on a early '80s uh, action television show starring Ernest Borgnine as an okay. air, helicopter pilot. But yeah, Airwolf was a game on the NES long after that show was canceled. <laughs> I definitely,
1: I feel like maybe my first shum up was mm-hmm. uh, Tiger Heli for the NES. Oh right, which is I just about a Tiger very Ellie. bland, boring. Shoot them up, but sort yeah. of captured my imagination. Being as it was one of the three NES games I had. Sure, <laughs> so absolutely. That, that's that'll
0: do it. That's the best way to develop an affection for a, a bad video game. Yeah. Is just only have it. Like that's your only copy. Yeah. Like if you ever want to, just really like you know, mine was Stargate for the Genesis. Oh, yeah, like I played a shitload of that. Um, other noteworthy titles would probably be Simcopter, which was a spin off of SimCity 2000, where you pilot a helicopter.
1: No, we really those kind of died out the the weird sim sh- offshoot it's like there was sim ant for a while sim
0: ant yeah. sim farm sim what god sim roadster yeah. or something like that there was one where you made cars <laughs>
1: that sounds right
0: yeah my brother played like all of these but i don't think even he could be bothered with sim cop <laughs> and then finally the uh the strike series which we're going to talk about a little bit yeah. is probably the most noteworthy but we'll we'll get into that in a little bit what's your opinion
1: generally like did helicopters ever, like, capture your imagination as something that you were excited about? Like
0: I remember always being—I mean, I think I still have a little remnant of that now because every time there's a helicopter flying low, I'm always like, ooh, ooh, what's going on? I want to see a helicopter. It's usually
1: like someone who just had a heart attack. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. 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 It's which usually is just, not as fun. Yeah, I live fairly close to the hospital. It's yeah. probably that's all that is.
1: I mean, I guess helicopters are cool in theory. Like people in here. Here's things that what helicopters have going for themselves is they have those uh, ski sort of skis at the bottom that people can grab onto and be hanging on by. Uh, one arm and like kicking the other guy off with that's a
0: i I would say that's a low-key bucket list item for me i want to hang from the runners on a helicopter at least once
1: and the fact that like they can drive through cities and land on top of skyscrapers i feel like it's given them a lot of mileage
0: i liked that part in uh the 1998 american godzilla movie where there's a helicopter flying through the streets and godzilla just jumps up out of nowhere and eats him from below (laughs) like how are you missing him he's fucking godzilla (laughs) he's a very large lizard anyway uh, yeah no I don't think I was ever terribly fascinated with helicopters. I've always had
1: more of a thing for float planes.
0: Oh yeah yeah those are cool like a like a tailspin situation yeah, exactly.
1: yeah yeah only float planes driven by fun bears. It's true. I the only time no I, no twinks are driving my float
0: plane. No way no way. I mean the only time I was ever in a helicopter, I had a photo op a couple years ago when <laughs> I was still a reporter. Like it they they. Uh, parked the helicopter in the library parking lot so all the kids could see how it works and I got to go in it and hover up a few feet and take pictures um that was pretty fun but yeah yeah, yeah not not you know
1: but you, we, we but, finally uh, got to live our dream clearly for, we
0: are both ex- obsessed with
1: helicopters as we just discussed for something and now we got to play three games about them
0: for, for a vehicle that literally has multiple swords on it like it should be more interesting than it is yeah. like it's powered by blades <laughs> that should be way cooler than it is but yeah not so much Uh, as demonstrated by our first game today. Let's dig into it. Our first game going chronologically, as we tend to do, is Chopper Attack.
1: I want to stop right here already and say that I think it's insane that it was not until, what, 1997?
0: 8, 98.
1: 98 that we got a game called Chopper Attack. Yeah. Because if there was ever an Atari 2600 game name, it would be Chopper Attack.
0: Right, totally. (laughs) Yeah, very much so. Uh, But this was actually released June 17th, 1998, developed by CETA Corporation and published by Midway. And this is an N64 exclusive. So uh, CETA Corporation, excuse me, this is their only official N64 stateside release. But we have talked about them briefly before because they were responsible for the arcade conversion of Star Soldier Vanishing Earth. They're the guys who made that Alex 64 arcade uh, Mm. hardware that could play N64 games on an arcade cabinet. Got it. Um, so, Sita stands for Super Entertainment Total Amusement. <laughs> Love it.
1: <laughs> that is and, pretty uh,
0: great. <laughs> uh, and when the company was founded in 1985, they exclusively made pachinko machines for Japanese parlors. Yeah. Uh, they transitioned to game development with the rise of the Famicom, and they have been responsible for some very strange and interesting games over the years. Some examples would include the adventures of Tom Sawyer on the NES, which is where— Which is definitely very strange. You adapt- <laughs> I don't remember the part in the book where uh, Tom Sawyer has to kill God— <laughs> but that's a level in this game you have to kill a giant octopus and then god okay um, well i'm
1: definitely gonna replay that yeah i like yeah. to imagine that that is sort of the blueprint for all the xenogears games yeah. the xeno saga
0: they <laughs> exactly. looked at tom
1: sawyer for the nes and I'm the
0: like graphic that. novel series preacher yeah, yeah. all of that um they also made the bizarrely titled kokoma night in busy land which is one uh, an snes game platformer. i've never played
1: yeah i think i think i have it it's it's there it's just a subpar platform
0: i was just like what the fuck is this title yeah. i have no idea uh there responsible for a couple of uh NES, super nes adaptations of classic films including nosferatu and wizard of oz okay they made the game Bioforce ape do you know that one
1: yes yeah famous, famous
0: canceled game uh,
1: fan- can- yeah that eventually it was one of the earliest examples of someone coming out with a finding a prototype
0: yeah for, yeah
1: uh, a game that never
0: came out that game looks nuts it's kind of like it looks kind of like nes batman yeah but the gameplay is pro wrestling like your your yeah. chimpanzee that gets turned into a wrestler and now you have to fight your way through these stages and it's like
1: i played it very a little bit it's not it doesn't play as well as your description would make you think, probably in the not sense that it's an unfinished prototype
0: the but. animation is very interesting looking in mm-hmm. that like it's very cool um so yeah track that one down and then finally they released the <laughs> yeah, tra- uh tra- track, track down, down that this prototype at your game your
1: local yard sale and sell it for a couple thousand dollars please why yeah. not
0: and then uh, they finally they released the Japan-exclusive Tetris 64, which we talked about briefly. It uses a little biosensor oh, peripheral. Oh, yeah, you,
1: you stick on your thumb or something.
0: Your earlobe. You stick oh. on your earlobe, and then it measures your heart rate while you're playing the game, so it speeds up when your heart rate goes up and everything like that. So, co- cool idea. Yeah. I feel like Nintendo's been trying to force that biosensor idea for a while. There was going to be one on the Wii, and then people thought this is stupid, and so they never came out with yeah. it um it's a bad idea i don't like it i think it's dumb um but yeah anyway uh, uh was dissolved in 2009 uh so this game when it was released in japan was originally called wild choppers which is almost a better name until you realize it sounds like a motorcycle game right yeah, doesn't wild yeah. choppers just sound like it wild does. hogs yep um there was also going to be a two-player co-op mode in this game but it was ultimately scrapped <laughs> um uh, so there i got was also
1: going to be interesting game elements
0: or quality but those were also also scrapped also scrapped they ran out of time and yeah. money you know what can you do
1: they, they were working on it for two weeks and they're like yeah we got it
0: i got the uh i got the plot directly from the manual which i always love doing especially when they clearly haven't been proofread or translated <laughs> so from the manual a growing terrorist group called gure no kiba is using its various factions all over the world to commit subversive activities on a wide a large scale worldwide And again, the editor in me is like saying, just say large scale or worldwide, you know, they're they're kind of saying whatever they've acquired dangerous weaponry by way of thievery. So instead of they stole weapons, they acquired dangerous (laughs) weaponry by way of thievery, kidnapped American scientists and buy
1: it at the local dicks.
0: They didn't (laughs) know and have their own proprietary technology. Their ultimate goal is to create an... Uh, again, ultimate goal is redundant. <laughs> Sorry, this is driving me nuts. Their ultimate goal is to create an android super soldier that will most likely make the Guru no Kiba unstoppable. Most likely. You're not most sure. Likely. No, you know, life is life is complicated. You are part of a special group of skilled international special forces with one goal in mind. Destroy the Guru no Kiba. Because their main headquarters are located deep in deep canyons, <laughs> you, you will be outfitted with several powerful prototype choppers that include a wide array of weaponry. It's up to you, ellipses, to take them out. Uh, so yeah, I love that. Uh, in this case, I don't. I think they forgot to translate the bad guy's name because I looked that up. I ran that through Google. That that would translate. Guren Okiba would translate to Guren's Fang. Okay. So I think that's. I think the bad guy is named Guren. Um, but yeah, that's that's an assumption. I don't sure. know. Sure. I think, I think everybody involved in this game realized this was just going to be a big, wet fart of a game that they didn't need to put too much yeah. time and effort into promoting. Um, so, yeah, th- let's talk about the gameplay here. This is like a third-person shooter. You you control a helicopter. You fly around. You shoot shit. Yeah. Um, I'm with you so far. I, I The color palette evokes a... Diaper full of diarrhea. Yeah, lots of heavy greens and browns and very bur- blurry. And I'm yeah. sorry for that description because that sounds gross. Now that I'm saying, but it. I
1: mean it is. It is a pretty gross looking game. It's like, a
0: gross looking game. All yeah. of these games today are ugly as fuck. Yeah, like, I think. I think this might super. We did the episode on Robotron, Load Runner, and Paperboy that were our u- ugliest collection of games. Yeah. And I still think Paperboy is the ugliest game, period. But these three combined—these
1: three are, pretty are so. Gross. These games, I feel like, are just so bland and yeah. like soulless. Like, oh, that—that's the part that's hard. These are the kind of games where you play, and there's just no like Paperboy. You kind of can't look away from, and it's yeah. in a weird way because you're like, huh. This, like you want These games you want nothing more than to look away. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because they just are simultaneously bland and unpleasant to look at. Um, there's just such a lack of modes here. There's just such a lack of anything. Not since race, Razor Freestyle Scooter have we played such an unambitious thing. Um, your two modes are story mode, and you can load your game or start a new game, and then free battle, which is training or low. That's
0: it. You Which can train or makes load. Makes
1: no sense because what do you, if your only mode is training? What are you loading? It's. it's I'm wondering. Great, if, it's a great mystery of so N64. Is it
0: is it meant to be training or is it meant to be free mode? Like is it meant to be just be fly around and shoot shit and it then seems save your, like your progress? There was
1: another mode that they forgot to include. Like they forgot to put an actual free mode. Like it says that, but then it just only gives you the training
0: mode. Yeah. This 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 whole great game screams of negligence. Yeah. Like no one cared about this. Uh, so you're you're flying a little chopper. You have uh, how many pilots? You have there's quite a few pilots. Eight pilots, eight different choppers to choose from. They all have their unique stats. I got some of the pilots' names. Uh, there are Danny, Gregg, age 54, who according to the manual. Quote, has no regard for his enemies.
1: (laughs) Well, I want to talk about Danny here for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Because Danny is a a black fellow. Mm -hmm. Um, Only one in the game, I think. Yeah, most of these other characters look like they're sort of digitized photographs of real people. Yeah. Danny is like a MS paint drawing of like a black dude and you're like, did they not have anyone on staff who they could like was I'm everyone wondering. else like a picture of someone on staff or like an art asset they stole? And then him they're just like, Oh, we can't find any black people around. Like
0: I, I have a theory that one of the women in this game is actually a screenshot of an actress from Die Hard with a Vengeance, yeah. the the mute like uh terrorist lady. Like, it looks exactly that like her. That would not surprise me. Because right. I feel like that's a deep enough this cut that they could like, get away with this it. This
1: does feel like a kind of game that would steal out... Or wait, how did they get their nuclear weapons? They would get them through thievery? Uh, through thievery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Since- I, I
0: feel like this game acquired their characters through thievery. Yeah. Um, and But they handle it very well. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Uh, Mike Roberts is one of the pilots who handles the helicopter very well.
1: Oh, good. That's, and That's how I select who I'm going to play as.
0: Alicia Anderson, that's the character I was talking about. She's a Russian, and she... Because she executes her duties without emotional distraction, they call her Ice Woman. Great. Never heard of an ice something being applied to a pilot in anything, yeah. so very innovative there.
1: It's, it's just like, do these characters have much difference in the way they actually play?
0: Well, I, th- I think it matters with how many weapon slots you get. Mm, so this game maybe the
1: speed or maneuverability.
0: A little bit. This game lets you kind of customize your weapons. You have a certain number of weapon you're slots. Your loadout. So. Excuse me. Yeah. Lo- I'm not a helicopter pilot as you are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, they they let you choose a certain amount of weapons, and you have uh, money that you can spend on the number of weapons. you They're pretty you have. generous
1: in how much money they give you at the yeah. start, though. It's not clear like.
0: Damn it, federal what, oversight! Yeah,
1: what carries over into new missions or things like that? Yeah, it's also funny to imagine that like, you're you're going on this like world mission of like you got to save it from the super powered like potential android, but you know you're still limited on your budget here. We're not going to give you that many missions. Sure.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 It's uh, it's fairly limited. So gameplay wise, like like you said, you don't control your altitude at all. If you drive towards a mountain, your your vehicle just kind of adjusts and flies mm-hmm. over it, which I guess is nice that you don't have to worry about that. Yeah,
1: I mean it does control probably controls better because of it, but it is feels awkward <laughs> to just have always sort of be hovering just a couple inches mm-hmm. above the ground.
0: So pretty much your only missions here are to shoot the hell out of everything. Um, and.
1: Before each mission starts, you get like a cutscene of oh, yeah. your a commanding general, which the game can seem to barely handle this. He's like, this barely. Pay- heavily pixelated, like, block man in his command zone. And the frame right like here is, like,
0: generously 15,
1: 15 FPS at most.
0: Generously, he looks like a golden eye character. Like yeah, an, He looks like a golden eye NPC. Um, uh, it, it is without funny shoulders. he doesn't
1: say, like, it's all in text, um, but he's still sort of gesticulating around. And then after the text sort of tells you your mission, kill uh, nine radar dishes or something, he'll say something like,
0: be a wild man! Be a wild <laughs> man! Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what you want. Was, that was the commanders. highlight of
1: the game. Really, was the digitized sample of "Be a
0: Wild Man." Yeah, as we, as should we all. Yeah. Um, but uh, once you get into the game itself, it is unbelievably tedious. Yeah. You you have crosshairs, and you're trying to like you use your C buttons to strafe and like so drive around, and you use your analog stick to game, aim. This
1: game asked the question that we never thought we'd have to ask of. Why? What is the point of crosshairs? Because yeah. usually in crosshairs, the point is it shows you where your
0: bullets go. Yeah, the thing, <laughs> the thing in the middle. You want that's the thing you're gonna kill.
1: Yeah, exactly. Here, there's really no correlation between your crosshair and where your bullets go because you can adjust the tilt of your helicopter by pressing uh, full on the stick. Yeah. Um, but then it seems to like your distance and momentum. Like the crosshairs are always right in front of your helicopter, but you need to continually aim lower.
0: Well, the, it's it's like the crosshairs are calibrated for air to air combat, but all of your enemies are on the ground. Yeah. So everything's off. Like you need to you need to have your crosshairs near the bottom of the screen if you want to hit anything. In well, the you'll middle line of the up. Screen. You'll
1: line it up directly on a jeep under you, and you'll be holding the Z button to re, you know rapid fire, and it'll just fly right above it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, just, it, it,
1: it was it's very it's a very odd. I don't know if I've really ever encountered that in a game where like your bullets just don't go where you want to at all. Yeah. And it's so frustrating. Because you you just spent like, you know, $50,000 on these missiles and loadout, and you just every time you're shooting right over the enemies with your giant bombs.
0: Well, and that's the thing. You need to put all your money into these homing missiles because they're the only things that are going to reliably hit their target. But you get like 10 of them at most, you know, yeah. like you don't. So you're running out of ammo all the time. Then you have to rely on your guns, which don't work.
1: Right cuz it was just so inaccurate. I mean, it's not at least the first level it's not especially challenging. Cause no. You just fly around and shoot these radar dishes that are on your radar, but it's just again, it's so it's so bland and lifeless and there's just as soon as you start you're like, "Well, I'm not interested in playing this anymore."
0: Yeah, the the level of uh, of I, I guess the, the 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 noticeable shrug, the palpable shrug of the title Chopper Attack" yeah. is conveyed very well in <laughs> the gameplay. True. Like everyone's just like, eh, I, "I guess I'm getting paid before I can go I work mean, in something do, else." In, in
1: some ways, yeah, it does feel like an Atari twenty six hundred game in the sense, like air sea battle. Yeah, like they're yeah, like. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um,
1: it, you know, you can shoot th- you're a vehicle, you can shoot things, like, that's enough. It's like, that was the philosophy in the 70s. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah, like,
0: yeah.
1: Hey, no one's made a chopper game before, like can you shoot enemies? Great, we're done. This Do is it. like that mentality like, put into a 3D space.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I would honestly much rather play this on the uh, Atari 2600. Oh, yeah, I'd much rather play Chopper Maybe chop you get lifter. to, like,
1: use those cool paddle controllers.
0: Yeah, to yeah, totally. Things. uh Really nothing else to say about Chopper Tag We've honestly, like, covered everything like no it's
1: a one player game yeah no multiplayer Um, oh i guess this it is kind of worth talking about the sound a little bit in the sense that like the music is fairly clear and distinct but it's the most like noodley nonsense rock music that i've heard like there seems to be no sense of like this is a song that someone wrote they just like got some dude on the electric guitar and they're like here here you go like yeah noodle around and so at some points it will just stop it'll be playing some solo and it'll just stop and it'll start playing something totally unrelated
0: they they found the most insufferable guy in the dorm to come in and record (laughs) yeah just lay down the shit he's doing all day yeah uh chopper attack not a recommend big big old big old stinker on that game (laughs) yeah um Let's move on to something. This one, I'm sure, better? Directing. Yeah. Question mark. Uh, this game is called Knife Edge Nose Gunner. This was released November tenth, nineteen ninety eight. Published it's and developed. Be the
1: name of my uh, tattoo, my piercing shop.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. Knife Edge Nose Gunner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. Uh, published and developed by Chemco, and once again, an N sixty four exclusive. Lucky us. <laughs> uh so the plot in this one. So th- this is the one I need to clarify. This is the one that's only tangentially related to the topic because. The choppers here are actually futuristic spaceships.
1: But they look, I mean, they really look exactly. They look like it. They look like it. They don't have an actual copter. No, no, that's the
0: one thing they're missing. But the body looks like an Apache, like an Apache helicopter. Yeah, and you would assume,
1: like, I mean, you can't see the whole picture on the front title or the art of the game. It kind of just looks like the actual copter is sort of off the screen.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've only ever paid a passing glance to this game. Like people who collect video games know, like, when you're trying to complete a collection, there's some that you're not <laughs> you're, you're, paying like, crazy you're, you're close attention to. You're much more interested to.
1: in the spreadsheet than you are in the game. It kinda. Like, do I, was, I
0: own this? I was checking off the box or, yeah. you know, like, some games I'll inspect like, wow, this Mario 64 is in great quality. <laughs> I'm not looking at knife-edge nose gunner and thinking, yeah. wow, this this is cherry right here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so anyway, my bad, My but anybody look at the cover art of this game and tell me that doesn't look like a fucking helicopter. And
1: so, but I would I would say like it just doesn't matter because this game it could be set anything you could be yeah. in jetpacks you could be playing as a disembodied I mean you just play as a disembodied crosshair
0: you could honestly so. be playing as a guy made of knives with a gun for a nose yeah. and I would like yeah. it way better yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, you could be playing as pigs in space you could why not Uh, So from the manual, here's the plot. Uh, Earth colonies on Mars are invaded by insidious alien ectoplasm. (laughs) It's up to you as the gunner and the experimental assault aircraft knife edge to blast away the enemy and stop the invasion before the planet is engulfed by the mysterious life forms. So essentially, it's a space shooter. You you have a gun. They have alien gloopy gloops. You have (laughs) to shoot them until they go boomy boom and uh, save Mars, I guess. You know, so it's not terribly exciting. Your character's name here is Michael Sampson. You're a hotshot pilot, even though you don't actually fly anything. Yeah. (laughs) And you're charged with manning the gun on knife edge. You take instruction from your commanding officer Gregory McKenzie and an alien archaeologist named Doctor Lynx with an X, who is an attractive woman. An attractive woman, excuse me. So yes, uh, so this is an on rail shooter, which Which I was excited about. Yeah. I was excited about. Sixty four. Like we we've had uh, you know Star Fox, I guess you could. Cal, yeah, I I mean, you have more range of movies. But that, yeah, Fox. this is
1: this is about as on rails as you can get. Like you have Sin
0: to- and Punishment is definitely the yeah. most on rails you can. Get, but that was never released in America. Yeah, but listen um, to our Patreon episode yeah, of that. No, that, that game is
1: much better than this game. Um, here, you just, you, you're only seeing your view from a crosshair. I really don't like... There's a lot of stuff in this game I don't like. Sure. But I really don't like games where you only see from a crosshair because there's just no sense of any kind of connection to your own character or the weapon you're using. Yeah. You feel like, oh, I just might as well be playing as a mouse cursor. Sure. Um, and on-rail shooters that don't have some kind of gimmick... Either a giant, you know, like a giant plastic arcade gun that you use to move the crosshair, like in Terminator 2, the arcade game, or like
0: beautifully animated dragons. Yeah.
1: Dodge system, or like you know, gravity system, like in Sin and Punishment. Sure. Um, different attacks, like a lock-on function in Dragoon or Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sin and Punishment. It's just like. They're so lifeless. It's like if you played Revolution X on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> which I sure have. Yeah, which you sure have. Like, Don't give <laughs> up! Revolution X is by no means a great game. <laughs> but but you want to so play good. it in the arcade. Oh, like, man. We, all these games that came out on the Super Nintendo and are like, hey, it's the arcade experience, except instead of this awesome rail gun, yeah. you get to use a tiny little joypad. Because literally all you're doing is moving the cursor
0: over the enemies and just holding down the fire button. And just hoping for the best. because. Yeah. The big problem with this game is that it moves so fast through everything. What you were talking about
1: earlier, I mean, I know it's not a helicopter game. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It looks like it. Part of the se- the part of helicopters is they're much slower.
0: Yeah. Than, um, and I get this is an experimental Mars helicopter, but sure. like, I also want to be able to. I don't know. I feel like this is a shooting gallery game. Yeah. You know, like that's what a light on rail shooter is. It's a shooting gallery. But if the targets are gone before you can tell whether you've hit them yeah, or not, Yeah, I mean, also, what point? kind
1: of attack is that? Like, hey, it's your job to destroy the enemy invasion. Oh, we just flew past everyone. You just,
0: you just missed 30 of them. <laughs> Cities are dead. Because yeah, carry on. We
1: got to keep going.
0: Because we decided not to have a pilot in this thing, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, to the game's credit, it does have a co-op mode, uh two-player co-op where you can have two crosshairs on screen at the time. Not a huge ask, so I'm glad that they yeah, well, met it us halfway has, well, on it that. Yeah, it has...
1: I mean, they are fairly <laughs> ambitious in what they give you for multiplayer. Like, you can play as a team where you're two crosshairs, but you share damage. Yeah. Or you can play, um, I think, up to four players, where you play as two different. <laughs> I'm just gonna call them helicopters. Sure. I don't know. No,
0: that's just um, they're helicopters from now on you, canonically. Yeah,
1: you take separate damage, and you know your scores aren't shared or power ups aren't shared, and that. I appreciate that those are there. The problem is the game is not fun to play no. at all. Um, the other thing that I did appreciate is you can use the C buttons. I mean, you yeah, you have no control over where you actually go. You can weirdly select a route at the beginning of each stage, which will about halfway through take you through this sort of alternate area. Sure. But I don't know. And then you uh, can use the C buttons to dodge to one side, Yeah. which leads to being very nauseating mostly because... <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's hard to look at.
1: Your uh, camera is always moving so fast. And then to, like, press right C and yank it over to the right side. (laughs) Especially if you're playing in the two-player mode and your uh, partner or... uh, competition is doing that as well because it will yank the whole screen over yes. without you're anticipating that. which
0: is like almost transformers level of uh of, of nausea inducing yeah. like screen jankiness it like does
1: feel like the nausea inducing stream stream jankiness is like a conscious choice they're like we really want to simulate what it's like to be going through it would be like trying to play a light gun game on a roller coaster right you're right like right. I guess it's cool that I'm going fast and it's cool that I have a light gun, but these
0: things don't combine. Yeah, we're defeating the purpose of both of these. Yeah, 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 that's exactly... Uh, the first level you're playing through here is very brown and it's Mm -hmm. of that subgenre of N64 games where the enemies are all just shapes. Yep. Like, not really, I mean, you don't, you never hold still long enough to see what anything is. They're probably robots. Sure. Or maybe aliens. I don't know. You can't
1: tell. I mean, they don't look especially better or worse than the Star Fox 64 ones. Sure. But again, you just see them ever so briefly.
0: Occasionally you can get power ups where a message pops up that says, you got shield or you got 10,000 point. Yeah. Which is great. (laughs) Player one
1: got 10,000 thousand point i
0: love that yeah, i that love is, that that is a fun translation um and you know the first level like i said it's very very brown and gray and very kind of gross looking but you know we did play ahead a couple levels mm-hmm. and they have some a little bit of variety yeah there's
1: six levels in this game which is about as much as you want for a game that's boring
0: um, yeah it's too much but, but yeah. the
1: uh, second level is like the city the city of the dead or something and you're it actually does i mean it looks like a city yeah and there's robots running around and but the screen is just like the sky is totally dark, and again, and the third level was especially cool. It was like you start and you're looking down at this giant hill that looks like a demon face.
0: Yeah, I think they're doing like the the thing about the face on Mars, you know? Oh, like okay. I think that's what they're trying to do, that's but it's cool. it's specifically a demon with fangs. And then you
1: actually like go into the eyeball and fight enemies in there. Um,
0: theoretically cool.
1: Theoretically cool, but again, just the execution here is so bland. All of these games. I just fall apart. I mean, none of them are fun to play, but they all fall apart so much with the lack of presentation. Really
0: bad. Um, Because if you
1: had a sense of like, You knew why you were playing this, or there was sort of nice or at least campy cutscenes somewhere along, or even some voice acting. Yeah. Better music. Any of that stuff would go so far into making it seem exciting. Yeah. Because, like, I think Star Fox 64 is a premium example of that.
0: Absolutely. It's super fun.
1: That game plays way better than all of these, but, like, the main thing that that has going for it is there's a sense of, like, There's a narrative to this level, and I'm with this squad, and they're all talking to me, and like I'm really sort of in the cockpit here. Yeah. And here, even though you are literally in the cockpit of all of these games, you're just like, I don't give a shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's It's so hard. It's so hard to care about all this brown. You know, it's just like it's it's endlessly dull looking and uh, confusing. Yeah, the first level, your cutscene
1: is like. Oh,
0: these guys took out
1: Armstrong and then you're guys like, Okay, for Armstrong Yes, Armstrong <laughs> Beloved character that we have no idea who it is. Who the
0: fuck like, are you? Yeah, exactly. Nobody cares. Um anything else to say about Knife Edge, I Miller mean, ha- Gunner?
1: I I I think that no, no. No. This is this is just a this is this is a genre that's pretty much always bad. Is your on-rail shooter that only allows you to play with the control. Yeah. this control stick. yeah, bad without actually um, having control over a real character.
0: Do you think this would be more fun with a light gun? Probably oh, not, yes. right? I mean, well, maybe, well, maybe slightly yes, more fun. Yeah, it but, would
1: be more fun with a light gun, but it still wouldn't be fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, either way.
1: Yeah, this game, if this game was slowed down 50 to... Fifty percent and played with a light gun, it would be a bad light gun game. It, but would. it would still be something.
0: Yeah, yeah, it definitely would.
1: Oh, I guess it is worth noting this game does have a bunch of uh, alternative like weapons that you can pick up and switch to. Sure. But, oh like, yeah, they, this they, was so confusing. They never seem to work. Like you hold the A button to sort of do a lock on. Again, it doesn't work very well because you immediately, as you lock on, you. You're or gone past, you're past the it. other person. Yeah, um, but most of these weapons just don't seem to function at all.
0: No, like. and you do get like a smart bomb that clears the entire screen of enemies, and you can recharge it by taking out enemies, yeah. which is again a potentially cool feature. But everything's moving so fast, you can't ever rack up any kills. So yeah. like you're you're not getting these. I don't know. It's it's a bad game. Yep. Knife edge, nose gun. Also. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. recommend. No. I I think we need to exercise the nuclear option here and (laughs) go with Nuclear Strike 64, released November 30th, 1999, developed by Pacific Light and Power and published by THQ, also released on the PlayStation PC and eventually on the PlayStation Network. Uh, So a little bit about the Strike series. Uh, This is the fifth and last in EA Strike series of isometric helicopter shooter games. Um, The series originated with Desert Strike, colon, Return to the Gulf, which Mm -hmm. debuted on PCs in 1992. As the title suggests, it took heavy influence from the Gulf War and used uh, isometric action using 3D pixels. This appeared on PCs and Super NES and Genesis. And for a while, this was EA's top-selling game. Wow. Um, It it superseded Road Rash. It was kind of a big hit for a little bit. So they started getting yearly sequels, as is EA's (laughs) want. Yeah uh we 1993 saw the release of jungle strike then urban strike in 1994 soviet strike in 1996 uh nuclear strike was released on for the first time in 1997 on pcs and playstation where it was developed and published by ea but the company farmed out the belated n64 port to thq and pacific light and power which we just talked about because they also did the same thing for road rash 64 okay. okay so this is the team that uh ea gives to the ports that they don't give a shit about sure Um,
1: What I remember about the Strike series is I think it was like I um, got Desert Strike as a rental or something. Yeah. Those games were kind of ahead of their time um, in the sense that they were, like, open world and mission-based. Yeah. yeah. Um, But that also made them very unappealing to me as a young person who just wants to fly around and blow things up, which I still pretty much am. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. sure. But they're like, you need to go here and rescue this person and destroy these very specific parts on this pretty large map.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Whereas—and you have— limited resources to do so yeah, yeah they're yeah. definitely like you need to think about what you're doing and be efficient in doing it and if you just go unload on whatever is around you're not going to beat the level right yeah they're, they're the thinking man helicopter games
0: they are yeah yeah they're, they're I, I you know you wear them with monocles and yeah play exactly like that. i i think i i've played nuclear strike before i got it as a gift this is a perfect grandma game because yeah. it's like oh, I know you like video games, so I'm going to find the closest one and give it to you. <laughs> so I think she they think she got a discount copy of Nuclear Strike on the PC, but I played it quite a bit. It I enjoyed like it. It seems like it would be an okay PC game. No, it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, this... There was actually supposed to be another game in the series called Future Strike, but for some reason the studio decided to remove the helicopter motif and rebranded the game as a mech shooter called Future Cop LAPD. Okay. And that's been the end of the series. Like it, it got a bit of a, a remaster for PSN in 2009, but that's it. There's been no more on the strike front ever since. <laughs> Uh, so this game takes place in a fictional country called Indocene, and there's a mad dictator named Colonel Lamond, it's who is my favorite
1: Bonnevar song. It's oh yeah Indocene. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man okay so i the diversion but i didn't know how to pronounce that guy's name for a long time well
1: i don't think that's his name his name is justin uh, Vernon. well yes
0: yes i didn't know how to pronounce the name of the band i was saying bone ivor or bon ivor and then uh i kept listening to a podcast where they were referring to it as bony bear yeah or like it sounded like bony bear i'm like what the fuck is bony Bear? i definitely thought it was bony bear for a while that's kind of a cool name for a band though but i think he'd get mad if i called my band bony bear um (laughs) Anyway, so, the, yeah, there's a mad dictator named Colonel LeMond who has stolen a nuclear weapon and is threatening to use it to trigger a nuclear holocaust. You are a member of the U.S. Covert Ops Strike Force, and you have to go into the Indocene and eliminate the terrorists. So this is another example where uh, the PS1 or PC version would be better to play because okay. they have FMV. They this get is a very motion video. similar
1: vibe to Command & Conquer 64. Very much, sense, like, very much. It's functional, but I don't know why you would ever play this version.
0: And the, the FMV had like... Kind of name actors like it had Bo Hopkins who is in the Wild Bunch. and That isn't,
1: I don't know who that person is,
0: but he's, I agree that that's a name. He's in the Wild Bunch, okay. he's in American Graffiti, he's in a lot of classic stuff. I, I don't think I could pick Oh, you're thinking the of Harrison Ford. Oh, I am yeah. thinking of Harrison Ford. I get him in Bo Hopkins. Confused. Yeah. Uh, they also have uh, this is not an actress who ever really took off, but I will never forget her name because it's the greatest name of all time. Moon Bloodgood, whoa, uh, you might know her from Street Fighter The Legend of Chun Li, <laughs> and uh. It's you
1: watch terrible movies... If you, you watch
0: terrible movies, you know who Moon Bloodgood is. But she's in this playing the leader of a rebel that strike That sounds course. like
1: the name... That like a vampire would give themselves if they're trying to sneak in and like mix in with the mortal world.
0: Like, it's, it sounds like if Frankenstein became a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> Moon blood good. So, anyway, no disrespect to her; she's probably cool. Um, anyway, gameplay wise, she's this, not in this game, and then she's, she's not in this one. I, well, that might be her voice we're hearing because yeah, sure. she's the rebel leader we're picking up okay. in the beginning. So uh, this game has the widest selection of choppers available in the series so far. 15 total to choose from, and also you can eventually get a couple of fighter jets. Nice. But we're not interested in them, yeah. fighter jets. We're a chopper podcast. Um, yeah, starting now. Starting we're now. We're doing choppers. Yeah, yeah, we call it a chopper because Zed's dead, baby. Anyway, the gameplay is... Uh, mission based like you said mm-hmm. so and the missions kind of evolve the, the game. it's all isometric
1: like you you're more I guess chopper attack was also kind of isometric but it was a Kinda. little more zoomed in
0: it was big here chunky 3d models yeah, yeah
1: here you're sort of seeing everything like you, you get a pretty wide range of vision yeah
0: yeah so basically your job is just you give it a mission at the beginning and they run the gamut sometimes it's clear out all the enemies sometimes it's uh, go pick up supplies sometimes it's escorts sometimes it's you know it, so there's a good variety of, uh, of missions in you have here, to pick
1: up the escorts and mm-hmm. bring them to the opposing team's locker room.
0: Yes, and it's, if, uh, if uh, then you after the the helicopter rocks for a little bit and they get out, you can run them over and take your money back.
1: Yeah. Um, mm. I do think, I mean, I think the problem with this one thing that Chopper Tag maybe has over this game, which was is not much of anything. No. But, um since it does have crosshairs and you're a little more zoomed in, the combat feels like you have more control over it. Even it, if you don't. It, yeah, yeah, even though you don't, you sort of have this illusion that you're shooting where you want to shoot, whereas a nuclear strike, because it's almost totally top down, you just kind of hope that your bullets are going to the right place.
0: Well, you There's, do have a lock-on. You have a lock-on. Yeah. And you have a reticle that pops up that shows what you're actually shooting and, and what their health is. So I,
1: just, I never felt very engaged in the combat. It was kind no. of like... No. i just had no real strategy of oh i'm going to avoid the enemy's attack by doing this you just kind of either want to straight back and forth or eventually you're just like i have enough armor to survive this
0: but it is a little more strategic in the fact that you can run out of fuel and ammo uh and you need to make little pickups so if you hover over fuel ammo or a pow Your helicopter automatically kind of lowers. You drop a little winch and you haul it back up, which is a fun thing. So
1: here's the coolest thing about this game and something that I was actually pretty excited about. If you go into – if you press start and go into the map, you have three different colors. Um, One is your mission objective that's blue. One is enemies that are red. And one is like – pickups that are green yeah and you can actually change what you're looking for so if you need fuel you can go to the pickups and maybe ammo will be highlighted you switch that to fuel and it'll switch your green marker on your radar to show you where the nearest fuel is it's kind of like in uh breath of the wild where you can like mark specific items and it'll show in your mini map so what i'm saying is nuclear strike better than breath of the wild
0: i mean at least as good i'll I'll go that far um Yeah, and you get a nice little waypoint marker on your compass up top, so it's pretty easy to know where you're supposed to go at any given time. It
1: took a while for, I mean, you figured it out that, like, the gray on gray arrow was sort of telling you where you need to go. Yeah. It's, again, it's just another game where, like, if there was some voiceover sort of walking you along every time who's like... There's these these informants. We need you to go eliminate them. They're located at these villages and these villages because your instructions at the start is destroy informant. Yeah. And it's just like
0: totally not clear sure what
1: that is. And there's a, just a bunch of blue flashing targets. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just a game that would really benefit from better presentation and kind of hand-holding.
0: Yeah, it's very blurry looking. Uh, you know, so they did the thing where the, the ground, all the uh, uh, landscape is taken from real photographs yeah. so like it looks photorealistic but it also looks like a low-res photo yeah, exactly. so it's just it's it's definitely not as ugly as the other two games like you can look at this and understand what is happening
1: yeah uh but, but it's not it's not visually appealing at all it's a, not it's, a visual power it's less fun than like scrolling through google earth
0: yes yeah exactly exactly oh there was this little browser game for a while that was like try to guess where you are in the world based on this random place we drop you on Google Earth. Whoa. And, like, you have to navigate the streets, and they blur out all the street signs. But you have to kind of guess from there. That's really fun. And
1: that sounds better than nuclear strike.
0: It is. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, I appreciate that there is a nice variety of stuff here. It kind of... Uh, it, it straddles that line between like arcadey action and a little more thoughtful yeah. shooter. I
1: mean, I, I think it's definitely a game that's designed to go at a slow pace. Like it's the polar opposite of uh, Knife Edge, yeah, where yeah. You just everything moves so fast that you can't have any interaction. Here, like you, you probably like the missions are very complicated. Like the first level is like. Go destroy these informants. Then go rescue this lady. Then you know guide her over here, escort her in her jeep, and then drive her back to this other area. Then return to base. Right. And so it's hard to do all these things on the default amount of fuel that you have.
0: Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you
1: have to sort of either you know return to base, mark where your ammo or fuel is, and get that. Um, which I think is welcome. This is a game that I could see people enjoying. I maybe not at now to go back to it. but yeah. Like. This is a game that I understood where it was fun to be had, whereas the previous two games seem to make no effort to that fact.
0: It's a weird situation where I feel like I would want to go back to maybe the one of the SNES or Genesis ones. I feel like sure. it might almost be more fun in one of those formats. Okay. I don't know. I, that's just kind of an inkling I'm getting just because... This is I mean, one of those. those are more
1: visually appealing, I can tell you. That.
0: That's the thing. That by trying to cram yeah. all these 3D visuals into this style of game, they're they're not really doing themselves any favors. You know, all of the little people on the ground look like monsters. Yeah. You know, like all hunchbacked and everything like that. So, uh what,
1: You're saying moon Blood Good doesn't look like that in real life? Uh you
0: know? no. Not as much. <laughs> not as much. The extremely attractive woman in real life, not a weird hunch monster. <laughs> um no offense to hunch monsters out there. But yeah, uh yeah, it's it's not terrible. It's definitely the best of the games we played oh, yeah. today. That, that I is the I, lowest I,
1: compliment one. It's the get. lowest
0: possible compliment because this might be like the lowest batting average for any like three-game collection we've played since we messed with monster trucks, but yeah. uh, you know, the uh this one it, it's I think I'm with you on that. Like I I can appreciate what they're doing. I don't think this is necessarily for me.
1: Yeah, I think this is a competent and functional game. Um but this is going to be probably your worst way to play it on the N64. And even in the best world, I don't think it's particularly fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I think we we have kind of a wide swath of, like, bland this week. Like, yeah. I don't think any of the games are terrible enough to, like, recommend to show your friends that, or that's anything. A like, that's the hard part about it,
1: too, is um, I, I was... Well, let's move on to ranking.
0: Let's like move on to rank. I think we're naturally kind of there. Yeah, because
1: yeah, what I want to say... I couldn't think of... What, like, Chopper Attack is not the worst game that we've played, not by any means. No. But I can't think of any situation where I would be like, I'm going to play some Chopper Attack. Like I could think of situations where I would play Dual Heroes. I, uh, like, yeah, yeah. I could think of situations where I would play Mia Ham's 3D Soccer,
0: you, or whatever it You've was. mentioned that you've played Penny Racers on multiple yes, occasions. Yes, exactly.
1: For some and reason. For some reason. Um, whereas this game... It's so boring, and yeah. there's so nothing to it. Um, so, yeah, each week we rank um, we rank the games that we played that week relative to our list. I think we're uh, we're a little above 250 at this point.
0: Yeah, so yeah, we are.
1: Chopping yeah. right along.
0: Chopping right along. Um,
1: and as I said, Chopper Attack is awful. I'm putting it at number 247, very low on my list, right under the Powerpuff Girls game. Ooh, ouch. I mean, again better game than the Powerpuff Girls game but like, but I would much
0: rather play the Powerpuff Girls game. I would honestly sooner pick that up yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely um,
1: because that has some character and some sort of it evokes emotion even if your emotion is like oh man I can't believe how terrible this is this you're just like I want to stop playing this yeah. right now
0: yeah 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 yeah, yeah, that's a perfect um, way to put it
1: Knife Edge I didn't like either um, it is cool to see a um, it, it's kind of a weird unique game some of the enemy designs were cool
0: yeah, um, well, and you pointed out, like, this is bad in a more interesting way than Chopper Attack at the very least, Yeah. You know? like...
1: But it is, if you, if this game was slowed down by a third, it might be playable. Mm-hmm. It still wouldn't be super interesting, but it would be playable. Yeah. As is, it's not good. I'm putting in a number 220, which is right under Dual Heroes. Another game it's probably better than, but I would rather play Dual Heroes. Yeah. Um, Nuclear Strike was by far the best of these games, um, but again, it was just... Felt bland and boring, Um, putting it at number 196, which was under the NFL Quarterback Club games, Yeah, which are not good.
0: Also not good. That's the
1: recurring theme is like none of these games are good.
0: (laughs) I I think we settled on a similar list here. Uh, For me, I'm putting chopper tags, my lowest as well. I'm putting that number 234 which is underneath uh, the Asteroids oh, hyper yeah. game well, that we played. Another, another
1: Blando. Similarly
0: bland game that I had trouble feeling much of anything about but like also retroactively you start to feel angry that you spent any time on it at all. <laughs> so I guess there's that. Uh, Knife Edge similarly better uh, but not by a whole hell of a lot. So that's going to be number 226 and that's under Mike Pizza <laughs> um, which I decided we're calling him that yeah. from now on. I think that you, joke always makes me laugh. You it's said just, it last time. I'm like it's I'm it's into mike pizza Let's, yeah it's not yeah.
1: funny but it makes
0: like laugh. <laughs> pizza right there next to me a yeah. ham pizza yeah, yeah exactly and then finally uh nuclear strike much much better than either of these while still not necessarily being anything to write home to so it's kind of smack in the middle under
1: nuclear strike <laughs> i played your game today and i was not impressed please come home soon sign
0: steve Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm putting this underneath Space Invaders, number 154. Right. S- pretty much straight down the middle of uh, of the show. Um, we have one letter this week. Uh, it is unsigned, so remember Ooh. to sign those letters that come in on Squarespace, because I can't it's give you credit for this. <laughs> it's from Nuclear Strike. from Nuclear Strike. Steve, wrote. I'll be coming home soon. <laughs> they wrote me back. Um, so yes, this letter begins. On your Command & Conquer episode, you asked why someone would play Command & Conquer on a console, yes. especially if they had a PC. In 1999, I was 14, and my family had a decent enough PC. I got StarCraft and WarCraft because I played them at my friends' houses, but no one I knew had Command & Conquer. But I remember the Command & Conquer Red Alert PC game box at Best Buy, and it looked so cool. I didn't have $50 to spend on a game I didn't know if I'd even like, but then Command & Conquer 64 appeared at Blockbuster, and I could rent it. Ah. So renting on a console was the way I tried lots of PC franchises like Duke Nukem, Quake, and Doom. But it turns out Command & Conquer 64 doesn't paint the franchise in the best light, and I never played another one in this series. That's funny. And thanks, Stephen Woody. Keep up the good work. That's from Unsigned. Thank you very much. Thanks, Unsigned. I I will agree. Like, uh, after the wreck we got on the last episode, I did download that Command & Conquer remastered off Mm -hmm. of Steam, and it's quite fun. Yeah. And it looks great. You can... uh, It's one of the... I like that this new feature with, like, remastered games where you can, like press a button and it goes back to its original form. Oh, yeah, that is which Which uh, this one does. You hit the space bar and you can look at the 1995 graphics.
1: I watched a super bland monster movie called 20 Million Miles from Earth because it's a Ray Harryhausen movie. Nice. But um, the, it was very boring, but the most exciting feature was it had you could press the mode button on the remote and change it from color to black and white.
0: Oh, so that, nice. That,
1: that carried me through the movie. <laughs> I like
0: that. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, I don't know. That's a feature I like. I think the Monkey Island remasters mm-hmm. did that. Day of the Tentacle did that. Yeah, so... Keep doing that with that, all games. Yeah, that
1: totally, that totally makes sense. That's definitely a thing that I would have not thought of, is that it is very hard to rent PC games.
0: It is, but. yeah, yeah. So I, I can appreciate that. And uh, I, I would recommend to that player, check out the uh, remastered version. I think you might get a little more out of it than you did on the N64. Nice. Well, that's been the show this week. Thank you to everybody for tolerating you should our. Should thank me, man. I yeah. tolerate those games. Man, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you a pie. Thank you. I don't know. That's what you send people, right? Yeah, exactly. During coronavirus put on, times. Put it on
1: my uh, window to cool.
0: Yes. <laughs> Watch out
1: for stray hobos. Floating hobos <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> caught by the wafting smell of the pie. Uh, next week we are playing mischief makers mischief makers a treasure game uh their one and only game on the n64 that's not sin and punishment uh the one and only stateside release uh i know this is a game that a lot of people have been requesting it's kind of a kind of a cult favorite so
1: i mean is there any treasure game that's not a cult favorite
0: god Hmm. uh maybe the one where you like pinching everything what is that one stretch panic yeah (laughs) yeah that's a weird one it's just like, it's a whole game that's like the whole gimmick of it is that you can grab and pinch anything. Okay. I and so all you're going to do is like stretch out your arms and pinch nipples. Like that's the whole point of the game. Not,
1: I'm totally unfamiliar with Maybe
0: this. Maybe I'm the only one who played it that way, but well, now, Stretch Panic. now I want
1: to play some Stretch
0: Panic. Yeah, yeah, track Starting it down. Starting a new cult. It's actually, I feel like that's like in your wheelhouse <laughs> of really weird ass games yeah. to check out at least once. <laughs> yeah, so track down Stretch Panic. But yes, tune in next week for Mischief Makers. Uh, check out my other show it's called Roger's List it's on uh, iTunes now it's about stretching and pinching nipples <laughs> it's just about seeing what you can pinch you know it's it's uh, what would you pinch if your name was Roger yeah. uh, it's a list of that oh, uh, wait so what is it really about it's really about um, Michaela Nicholson and I are going through every single movie uh, that Roger Ebert put on his list of the great movies Ooh. and we're watching all of them we've got Un Chien Andalou out I think uh, by the time this is out we'll have our episode on In Cold Blood okay and then we've got an episode of JFK coming out the week after that. So lots of interesting just fun movies just for kicks of the movie <laughs> starring JFK Simmons. Yeah, uh, everyone's favorite. Um, so tune in next week. We're gonna make some mischief. Check out Rogers List where you get your podcasts and uh, get get to the chopper. yeah, get to the chopper. yeah, let's get to the chopper all right all right quietly it's.